don't know why this made me think of this, but I posted a picture of like some reading that I was doing last night in one of Paul Selig's books. And one of my friends from med school was like, how do you have time to read? And I was like, uh, it's because I neglect my other duties. Honestly. Yeah. That's what I wonder too. And then I, I know you well enough <laughs> to understand how you do that. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't know how that's one of the things I always admire about you. It's like, man, like for me, after a full day of doing work and thinking about things and working with people, like I don't want to consume anything. My brain does not want to handle that. Mm -hmm. And that for you, you can just relax through that. And it just puts you at peace. I'm like, oh, that's really nice. I, I can. It, it depends. <laughs> you know, like I spent whatever, 15 minutes doing that writing last night before I could read. I needed a whatever, not what's the what's the opposite of digest i need to just like spew things out before i could put more in my brain it's the mental brain dump mm -hmm. it's actually something i want i wanted to talk about today with regards to one of the questions that we had but uh, i know we've got some stuff in between yeah i got a channel that wants to come through um but before we get into that is there anything on zach's mind for the world there is very little on Zach's mind these days, which is actually really nice because for so long there was too much on Zach's mind. <laughs> <laughs> How does that feel for you, dude? It's like, it's, it's such a radical shift. And I know it's something you've been wanting, not wanting, but it's just, you knew it was coming. So how does that feel to be in that now? You know, I, I'm going to speak to the transitory phase because I feel like people need to hear more about transitions and they need to hear about where we're at because... Yeah. The transitions are usually the most tumultuous. And for me, it was really difficult because, especially for such an arduous path that I'm taking with regards to medical school, a lot of people who are very successful with the material steep themselves in it. So right. they study all day and then they go to bed. And you know, most of my classmates don't meditate or do anything like that. So there's no off switch for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. It's just like, wake up, study, write papers, study, go to bed, wake up do it again. And for me, it's like, wake up, meditate, study, do a podcast with Neil, study, write a paper, you know, meditate, go to bed, that right. kind of thing. So you've been cultivating that. I have, yeah. I have, but like the transitory phase of that was, just, which was like when I stopped studying, my brain turns off, freaked me out because I wouldn't hold on to super minute details, maybe the same way that some of my other classmates would. Mm -hmm. And there was this whole identity crisis thing of like, am I going to be a bad physician because I'm not constantly thinking about medicine? And it took a while for me to transition that from like, okay, no, I'm probably going to be a better physician because I'm you know, maintaining a semblance of my humanity and like my, my calmness to like, well, it doesn't matter what I'm doing or how I'm identifying with it because it just is as it is. I'm just listening to what my body wants, which is like, okay, I get these really good hours of studying done. And then I get these really good hours of writing and meditating done. And that's it. There's yeah. no need to judge it. I think this ties into, I think this is what you're talking about last episode where sometimes right, we end up I don't know where this piece of knowledge came from, but it's somewhere from my life within the last few days. But our guidance, we are guided to do things, right? We do whatever it is that our body wants us to, that source tells us to. And sometimes it's not about the outcome, but sometimes the things that, that come 
of doing that, that comes out of that, will indirectly help everything else. So on those times where you got to go meditate, right? How much did that really help you to be able to show up in school, to really be able to be more intentional and more focused and to be able to absorb information quickly in ways that you may have not been able to otherwise? Absolutely. I, I think about that with regards to, well, usually when I stop studying and take a break or whatever, it's because my productivity has completely crashed and I'm like, Oh, you know, I should be studying more. And then I'm like, dude, my studying would be garbage. And I would just be getting like really bitter about it right? rather than realizing that I have a choice and listening to what my body wants from me. Right. In typical Neil and Zach fashion, my process was the exact opposite of yours mm-hmm. where it was all right. Neil brain, like <laughs> all in energy spirit mode. There's nothing else going on. I can't like comprehend especially in the ways I used to, like I used to be very intelligent. I used to be able to remember, I mean, not that I'm not intelligent, but <laughs> I used to be able to remember <laughs> things very easily. Like I never had to worry when it came to anything around, um, you know, information or learning or whatever. And last year through the entire process of all of it, um, it was the other end of the road for me where, okay, like it's, I got to get my brain back on. Right. There's some stuff I got to do to figure out. I got to think, I got to be able to hold these conversations. I need to remember, I need to be present. And as I started to step into that more and more and more, I started to have my brain on at times where I didn't want it on, where I'm trying to go to bed, where I'm trying to relax, where I'm trying to do all these things. And so I had to go through the other process of it. So it, just, it just came up and that was really interesting to just acknowledge. Yeah. It's this process of like, the the words that come up is negotiating the mind Mm -hmm. and we hear a lot of stories about gurus or like super enlightened people like Eckhart Tolle or whatever who just wake up one day or just like walking around as themselves and then in one moment they're just this like mindless being Mm -hmm. and that's not the way that it works for most of us most of us have to go through this this pendulum type of thing where it's like okay I think too much or rather my mind controls me and not the other way around to, okay, I really wish my brain would turn back on. Like there are, there are <laughs> things I need to do. And then swinging from that and then getting your brain back on and being like, okay, now I'm kind of working. Yeah. I'm working the, the in-between. It's the meat in the middle. And I'm thinking back to the meat in the middle. <laughs> the meat Tale in of the hot middle. Dogs. Hot dogs. Exactly. I was gonna it's hot dogs. We're talking about hot dogs now. <laughs> twenty twenty one is the year of the hot dog. That's the new phrase. We're changing the podcast to the hot dog podcast, and this is why. Because twenty twenty one is about integration. <laughs> We're calling it the Frankfurter phase. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I want a good Nathan's dog. That sounds good. Um, anyways. <laughs> 2021, we t- I, we talked about this in the very first episode of this year where it's about integration, right? We're integrating all these things that happened last year, all these things in ourself, all the things we released, all the things we shifted into, and it's bringing it back so we can come into wholeness. That's really been the theme the last few weeks that we've talked about. Mm-hmm. And I think you will get into that more when it comes to that uh, question now we're going to answer, but that's right. What you and I are going through, it's, it's finding our wholeness and it's navigating that, you know, in this context within ourself and our body, mind, heart, soul, 
So what's that mean in the middle? How does it all come together? How do I operate from both? And there's times where we're going to be more spirit. Times are going to be more in brain. But for the most part, it's the coming together and allowing both to serve us. That's Absolutely. They both, they both help in that. And this is what I found. My spiritual development has one strengthened my aura and two just right. like allowed me to be to bring more ease into my work yeah. which allows me greater freedom with my work and my ability to be so voracious with my mind to be so curious to know how to look for answers and how to find them and how to research them has allowed me to be a better spiritual explorer right it's allowed me to go places in meditation I might not have otherwise been able to go. It's allowed me to contextualize spiritual information that was given to me that, um, and put it into words and articulate it in ways that maybe other people can't. When you said that, I was like, I have no clue what, how this all comes together for me. And I was just like in a mad flurry in my head of trying to piece it together, thinking about this, 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 and that. That I makes me think the thing that I wrote last night and read to you, would you like me to read that? To the listeners, because I think it ties in with what we're talking about right now, actually. Yeah, let's do it. With both regards to not knowing how it turns out for you in regards to letting go of aspects of the mind and of the personality. So I should say that this is, it's written, but it feels more channeled than it feels written. I love these writings from you. Your journalings are amazing. They've changed a lot recently. So here we go. Let me read my diary for you. I can't even see Neil's face. Dear Spirit and Zach. Dear Spirit. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Empty yourself. Pour yourself out like a pitcher of water and watch the clarity of your thoughts as they empty from the vault of your brain. Only after you have emptied your vessel may spirit fill you with its gifts, with its love, with its energy. And in this filling, you are made new. Old tea poured out to make space for clear spring water. The quality of your thoughts change, and in this, the quality of your life changes. Only when you have received from spirit can you truly give of yourself, because what you have to give flows from an endless source. The pitcher is filled by the spring. The spring is filled by the ocean, and that which is given from the pitcher returns to this ocean when it is all done. The pitcher is clear, as is the water. Thus, it does not know itself as separate from it. A pitcher is characterized and identified by that which it contains. I am the pitcher of tea, is the small self, who would claim its separation and specialness. Holding on to its specialness, waiting for someone to order its contents from from the menu. But all beings need water, because all beings are water. And as the pitcher is endlessly filled and endlessly pours this water, it becomes the source of this water for others. If the pitcher is endlessly filled, it is no different than the spring that fills it. It merely holds a different shape. And that is what it means to know yourself as God. It is true that the pitcher expands as it gives more of its contents. And in that giving, it begins to further understand that the contents never truly belonged to it, but were the belongings of all creations. And it then realizes that the water never really belonged to the spring either because it always flows into and out of it. The water just is, as it is in everything. Expanding the pitcher is not necessary for all beings, but a larger pitcher may hold more water, 
and thus pour into more cups at once. And this is the nature of the guru, to serve as the vessel for God's energy, God's love, and God's gifts so that they may be disseminated to all beings. Not all cups are ready to be filled by the spring or by the ocean, and thus need a pitcher, an intermediary. Thus is the nature of the guru, for not all beings are ready to believe that they can be loved or filled by God, but all beings can believe in a man, in a woman, in a fellow being's love. To become the guru, one must empty themselves and be filled by that liquid that is guru. For one does not choose this path, God chooses it for the being as they can hold it. But one cannot know what they will become. A pitcher cannot know what it will be filled with until it is first emptied. So do not fixate on what comes next. Place the attention only on emptying the contents and surrendering to the spring that wishes to be the source of your love. Yep. I'll say it again. I love listening to you journal. Feel like, or to you speak your journaling. Listening to me journal, just hearing like. That's <laughs> actually probably really calming. That would be great ASMR. That'd be some good ASMR, yeah. <laughs> and I'll narrate it. <laughs> like, I can't, I can't remember his name. Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. <laughs> I'm just like Morgan Freeman narrating it. Just writing and writing and writing some more. And in this moment, Zachary had a full on coming to God. <laughs> oh, yeah, those words are great, man. Um, and I can just feel so much of your heart in it. And since they are your heart words, I am also going to ask you to just kind of speak that for people into just however you want to share that message now. Now that it's come through, you had some time to integrate it. So the reason that I wanted to share this or that I felt compelled, compelled to share this is because you were talking about, or we were both talking about emptying the mind, letting the mind go in some ways. And you were saying, you know, I wonder how this manifests for me. And towards the end, they say, or I say, or whatever says, don't focus on what comes next. Essentially, don't focus on what liquid the pitcher will be filled with. Just focus on emptying the pitcher giving of yourself and allowing yourself to then be filled with something new, with something greater than you could have known. And so that's, that's really what I think of. And at the beginning, when I was writing about pouring the pitcher out and watching the liquid leave clear, it's like watching your thoughts go by and seeing that which you have identified with. The pitcher would say like, oh, I'm a pitcher of tea. And so you watch tea pour out. But really, as it's pouring out, it's translucent in the same way that your thoughts would be if you were to watch them as they they rush out of you. And as you watch them, you give them space to walk out the door rather than to bounce around the vault of your mind. That was really well explained. I'm I'm just I'm just so like, oh, I love you, man. That's <laughs> oh, <laughs> all I can say right now. <laughs> Well, there were, there were plenty of other things I wanted to say, but they don't want me to. So <laughs> they're like, give me the mic, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. I'm just, we're going to step in. Hang tight, guys. We're going to bring through some records for you.
we welcome you in to the new self. This is the continuation of the last time we spoke. This new self is true. We ask you to not see the words new, but allow your mind to use the word new to create this mental shift, this energetic shift. And allow yourself to go into your body, to breathe into your body and feel what this newness actually means. It is truth. It is more you, the depth of you, the fullness of you. And in this, this is new. Because what we have done is begin to separate from the past, as we have spoken, as you have experienced last year. In that separation, you become new. But in truth, you become more and more aligned to yourself, which pulls you into the flow of your life which pulls you into the flow of life as you were meant to live it. So what is the life that you were meant to live? We ask you to ask yourself this question right now. What is the life that you were meant to live? We surround you in energy in this moment and allow you to go in inward, through your mind, into your heart, into your soul, to carry that forward into your body. From this place, we ask you to no longer think about the past. We don't need to think about that, to consider that anymore. From this place, feel the energy, the emotions, the values, the beliefs of this self. From this place, of the life that you were meant for, of the self that is truly you. Feel that within your body and allow that to come now up to your mind. What words describe this? What words make up this true self? How do you use your mind to take you now into this place. Who are you? What are you? What do you do? How do you do it? We will pause on this question. How do you do it? What is this process for you? 
how do you show up in your day-to-day? How do you approach the things that take you to this life, to this self? What intention is behind it? What energy is behind it? Allow yourself to think. Now, in this moment, you have gone through the integration. As we have discussed, as Neil and Zach have discussed, the integration into wholeness, into the embodied self, into the truth of you. And this is the process that we bring forward today to take yourself through the mind into the body to use your mind to further that process to ponder to wonder and allow your body to then take you further through that that brings up the bodily truth the awareness the knowing what is right and truly self. From there, use your mind to further explore it. We no longer move between the polar opposites. We allow the polarity, the duality, the things that we have seen as separate, to come together as one. How do you continue to come together into your wholeness? We ask you in this moment to join us as we open our hearts together, to breathe into your heart, Allow yourself to see as we bring energy into your hearts and allow them to open together. All of us at once, not as individuals, to see our hearts lifting, opening, expanding, and the collective field of all of them becoming one. As we anchor in energy for all those who need it and all those who don't because we all deserve this and see the energy coming together and allow it to fill you with the energy of this group And as your energy fills, so does now the energy of this group. It grows until we collectively bring this love into the world. From pole to pole, north and south, 
as we unite and bring all together into our collective wholeness to raise the consciousness through love and unity. We are one. You are one. Through love, through energy, we are all whole. We thank you. We thank you for being here and for sharing and opening your heart. We will see you soon. Dude, the energy in that channeling was fantastic. Um, so <laughs> like nice. I said, I, uh, I honestly wasn't listening to the words for like the first five minutes. I was just kind of steeping myself in the energy, like a tea bag. <laughs> <Just chilling>. <laughs> <laughs> and then I kind of tuned in there at the end for the energy work. And I was feeling the things working in my field. And when the energy brought together and we all came together as one in a group, I could feel my field kind of and expand. And I felt how, here's kind of how it, how it felt. It felt like we all touched fields and began to carry each other mm -hmm. and hold information in our fields given to us by one another. So something that you might be able to offer somebody through your aura, I can now offer through mine and vice That's versa cool. is kind of how it felt. And we were talking a little bit after you paused here that it kind of felt like we were, um, we were all coming together like, uh, like Dumbledore's army for, for like my <laughs> Harry Potter nerds out there, <laughs> like, like a group of, like a group of, um, light workers out there who are independent, but together and helping each other lift so that we can be supportive to the world. And I feel like this tremendous sense of community with you guys in that like we we're, we're kind of like starting at the ground. It's almost like a grassroots type of thing. And there's however many of us out there doing our own work in our own worlds and then coming together as a group energy and growing and expanding every day. Yeah, it's when you started to describe that, it's it's the community and how much we get to really connect to each other, even though you know you're only really getting Zach and I's voice right now. But that moment was the energy of all of us listening together and all the love that was there. And I had an image of um, not all of you may be familiar with this, but I know Zach, we we are about the same age. So you had one of these growing up in elementary school. They had that big old like rainbow colored parachute thing that's like <laughs> 50 feet wide and there's all these different like colors and it's all this one giant thing that comes together. Mm -hmm. And I saw all of us as that, like, oh, here's some orange, here's some yellow, here's some blue, here's some green, here's whatever. And it's all just one big, it's not a tapestry, but whatever, one big weave together piece. And I just saw interlocked fingers and just a bunch mm -hmm. of them. And that that's was the energy of all of us. I saw, I saw the interlocked fingers too. I saw like when, if you imagine 
one person trying to like walk on like everybody holding their hands out and trying to hold a person's foot as they like walk across a crowd and each person's holding out one hand trying to like carry a, a person right. and it's really hard and then everybody reaches across they're standing face to face to each other and they reach across and they link arms mm-hmm. and then the person hops up and tries to walk across their arms and everyone's stronger because they're linked together mm-hmm. and that's kind of what i saw in my mind <laughs> i just had the image of so where like someone sits on the chair and then all of you put like a finger on on them or the chair and you can all just lift it up at once with just your finger. I have never seen those. That. No, but I've I, never. I, go ahead. I'll say I've, I've never done it, but I've seen it over and over and over and over. We had different we had uh, different childhoods because I was thinking about like throwing my friends over a wall when we were like running from the cops or some shit like that. <laughs> I've, I've had some experiences on my over. bike like that too. <laughs> cooking, pull me over. <laughs> Just uh, cooking on your on your bike chain. Yeah. All right. Well, Speaking of bringing the community together, we have another question today, and that makes me think. Like, I, I would love to see you guys asking as many questions as you want, as many questions as you have, because that brings the community closer together. We get a chance to interact with you in a very special way when you ask us questions and it gives you guys a bit of creative say in how the podcast unfolds. Yeah. So please, please, please ask us questions. We will do this over and over and over. We love to honestly for Zach and I, it's more fun to be able to be with you guys in a way. So I always say this, if you're listening right now, please, if you have a question, go ahead and pause, take a second to open up the show notes. There's a link you can press. And it will take you 30 seconds, if at most, to just simply ask us whatever you'd like to ask or give us some feedback, share what's on your mind. But there is a question and we are here to speak to it and be in all this together. Because the uh, the thing that we learned in school, if you have a question, someone else has the same question. So let's help each other out. (laughs) All right. So you awesome person, let's bring your question to life for everybody. So she asks about navigating the natural flow of masculine and feminine energies when one is more needed in life, but you're just not naturally in that flow. (laughs) She says her and her masculine energy are having a hard time. She used to primarily function through masculine energy because that's what determined her worth, her productivity. And through a series of ego deaths, (laughs) I'm just going to quote this because it's amazing. Um, And I honestly feel the exact same way. All I want to do is go to the ocean, have sex, and be fed grapes and play. Me too. Me too. (laughs) And learning how to navigate working with both and to not swing from one end of the pendulum to the other as much. So honestly, my answer here is just go to the ocean, have sex, get fed grapes and play. That's my answer. (laughs) All right. So that sandy ass grapes. Goddamn. (laughs) (laughs) some sandy ass grapes all right so what's coming through you for this so i'll speak to this from the side of moving from feminine into the masculine and we've spoken to this a little bit already today what i like to do is to bridge my work my masculine work with creative work so if i'm really feeling just like flowy and airy and creative and spontaneous but I need to get a bunch of regimented linear work done. (laughs) What I'll do is I'll 
do something creative first, whether that is like movement in my body where I do some form of yoga that's less linear, that's just more me feeling into my body and doing what it is that my body calls to me to do. Or I will sit down and I'll just do some creative writing or I'll do some like free thought journaling. And I just give myself 10 to 15 minutes of space to bridge and to get some of that energy out into the world. Cause really that, that feminine energy wants to be manifested. That's kind of what it is. It's like you get this feminine energy that you receive and it wants to flow and to balance feminine energy. There's the masculine energy, which brings it into manifestation. And that's how you kind of balance them out in the same way that like masculine work is very linear and kind of nose to the grindstone. It's very action oriented but in order for it to be useful, you have to be able to receive the results of it as well. And that's where the feminine balances the masculine. Another thing that I'll do is to give my feminine space, I'll schedule time for it. I don't do this often, but when I do, it's very effective because let's say I'm like, okay, from eight to eight 30, I'm going to whatever it is for you, take a bath or, you know, free, write Or something feminine dance, and it satisfies your masculine. This is kind of coming from the other direction. It satisfies your masculine in that there is a regimented structure of time in which you can do whatever the hell you want and be feminine. So there's a container holding the mat. There's a container of masculine holding the feminine free expression. And so those are kind of the two, the two areas I see this from. Yeah. And I think those are great processes. This is something you and I had talked about early on at the very beginning of Woke Waste, and we talked about a lot of the polarity work and the masculine sexual uh, energy. If, for one, I'll just say, we act, I actually messaged you about this the other day, Zach, where I said, I was like, I've been really productive, waking up early, doing my stuff, working all day long. And I sent you a picture of me watercoloring. At like eight in the morning <laughs> when I was like watching the videos, trying to make some just pretty little bookmarks. And the next morning I ended up like designing something because I didn't want to sit there and watch videos. Um, in the middle of this video, I designed a quick little photo thing and I had realized, oh, this is my body wanting balance, right? This mm -hmm. is me wanting to have some feminine expression, some creative flow in the midst of all this masculine energy that I'm digging into. So I think that's really important to acknowledge and to not acknowledge where you are because, right, we do move in the pendulum. Sometimes we go all the way heavy into the masculine. Sometimes we go heavy into our feminine, depending on what we need. Sometimes it's little bits and pieces of both. And I think, you know, the most practical answer is what you said, to really be able to structure time to meet those needs. For me, I think about it as anchoring. Like you anchor into your day that energy that you want to bring through it. So if I... No, I'm going to be in this all this productive energy. Cool. Something flowing in the morning, whatever that is. Or you build that into your day where I'm going to take a couple minutes here and there of, you know, I'm going to do some, take some breaks where I'm just going to flow, where I'm going to dance, where I'm going to create, where I'm going to play, whatever it is to break up that energy and bring it through. If I think about the message that we're speaking to here of the integrated self, of the oneness and the coming together. What I think about is how do you go about 
those processes in your day, that productivity? Can you bring that feminine essence into that more masculine structure? So what's your process of creation of the work that you're doing? Am I writing out content and I'm going to write this and this and this? Okay, how am I doing this? I'm coming with this outline and this and this and this. Or am I going to do it in more of a flowy, creative, feminine way? And so if you're, you have to do all these things, how can you bring that feminine essence into, into those masculine processes? How can you bring at times you need those masculine processes into some of your feminine practices? If that's what's needed, what's the coming together? How do we shift the intention of how we go about what it is we're used to doing? Right? What's what's this and the message of the guides and the records? What's the new sense of going about this? What's the new way we go about this that's in alignment to you? What feels right there? So hearing you talk about that, I wanted to ask you, what does it look like for you to bring feminine energy into your masculine work? What does it look like to for you to integrate them both in into one moment? The way I've been thinking about this is I'm doing a lot of business stuff right now, looking at content and copywriting and sales and blah, 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 blah. And it's a very masculine process, right? You're going to look at these things about people. You're going to say these things and you're going to write this, 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 and this. Okay. I understand these concepts, but that's not right for me. I'm going to, for me now, think about what it is I want to come of this. What's my, what am I embodying? What feeling, what energy am I bringing into this? drop that into my body, come into that place and then write and flow. And then maybe after that, I'll tweak and kind of go back into, you know, my, use my mind, use my masculine. And then like, okay, I want to change this, 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 and this. But that creation process itself comes in a very feminine way, in a very embodied way. Hmm. I like that. One of the things that really stuck out was what energy is wanting to come through, Mm -hmm. right? What energy is wanting to express through my work. And that's a perfect blend right there. It's not viewing your work as, okay, here are things I need to get done during the day. Here's my checklist. In some ways, I mean, you have, you like, you need to have the structure of knowing what things you want to accomplish during the day, but then after you have them written down, you have them planned, re-seeing them in your mind as, okay, what energy wants to come through me or what's to be expressed through this work? Um, so you're giving the masculine structure in regards to the fact that, well, one, you're going to do the work and two, you planned for it, but you're letting the feminine take the expression side of it. Yeah. And I think that's right. That's the question that you can ask yourself at the end of the day of whatever it is you're trying, you're being pulled to step into that you want to really embody in that moment. How can you bring that in to your typical processes? So if I am trying to come from a place of joy, if I'm trying to come from a place of abundance, if trying to come from a place of confidence, my life is still going to be my life. I still have to do these things, Mm -hmm. but how do I go about it? How do I bring that energy into these moments? So if I need to go get X, Y, Z done, all right, how do I get, how do I do that playfully? Zach and I can't answer that for you, but you can. It's, it's just taking a second to think about it. If you want, write. If you want, 
go do some yoga and flow and let it come in, let it drop into your body, whatever process you need to allow yourself to kind of figure this out. It'll come through you. And I've seen this person on social media before. So I know that they are good at this at bringing, yeah, they're very good at bringing feminine expression into the work that she does for sure. Um, It might not be the work that she's asking about in this question, but in other areas of her work, absolutely. So it's about bringing that through. Um, And then one of the other things that I wrote down actually before this episode was perfection, perfectionism equals the dark polarity. And what I mean by that is perfectionism or the ideal that my work needs to be perfect or rather some standard that I hold myself up to that's pre-planned is the lower vibrational expression of the masculine. Perfect is the enemy of good in that, and this is for me too, like I expect certain metrics to be met throughout my day to the point where I will sometimes consistently not meet them or I'll consistently not get as much work done as I had planned because I'm not meeting those metrics. For example, I do like a, I do spaced repetition flashcards on an app and you can measure the mean amount of time that each card takes in seconds. And if I'm above, if I'm consistently above the time that I think I should be getting them done, it discourages me from doing more work because I'm, I'm too rigid in the way that I think the work should be getting done, right? Instead of understanding the processes, I'm trying to learn to the best of my ability here. And so it's about asking yourself too, where am I expecting so much of myself to the point where it's getting in the way of me letting work come through me? Having a standard for yourself is fine, but having a standard for yourself that gets in the way of your expression is where things get troublesome. In last week's, in last the wax. In last week's podcast, we talked about different forms of identification, the personality structure, the higher self, the soul, the guides, blah, blah, blah. And one of the things that we had talked about was having all of these different uh, segmentations or denominations are good for building your understanding and building a foundation. But as soon as they get in the way of you receiving intuition or receiving clarity of knowing and clarity of action and clarity of being, they become a hindrance. And that's what I, really what I wanted to speak to with regards to professionism, perfectionism. Yeah, it's true, man. Um, one of the things that I have shifted for myself over the last few years is it's a shift away from outcomes. And I think we may see this globally, right? That's part of this collective consciousness and the shift right now is shifting away from that outcome-based productivity capitalistic sort of thought into the how, into what's behind that, into the energy of it, into the process. So do I want to commit to doing these, these things in order to get so much done? Okay. But how much are you actually getting done? Are you cutting things short, putting less energy into it just for the sake of getting things done? Or are you being completely intentional and it's the quality behind it? It's the energy behind it. And in fact, you're actually getting more done that way. Am I committing to being very disciplined to eat so much or so little every day and exercise this much and being very rigid about it? And at what cost? What's actually happening there? Whereas I focus on 
the process, on the quality, how it is I'm showing up to these things that are going to contribute to that ultimate outcome. And that is all I have to say about that. Actually, I have an analogy for this because what you're because I couldn't get exactly what I wanted to get out of there. So I hope I know you know what you're, I'm picking up what you're putting down. And what I'm seeing here, what we're talking about is that the container is too rigid for the expression. And another way to think of this is like the jeans are too tight for the thighs. Like if you're trying to force yourself into a room, <laughs> you'll look like, hmm? I look down at my thighs with my, oh no. Oh no. <laughs> we, both, we both got donk. I get it. <laughs> so if you're trying to fit yourself into a pair of jeans that are too tight, the ass is going to rip on those bad boys, right? The there denim, the denim can't hold. <laughs> so mm-hmm. you need a pair of, a pair of jeans that satisfy your needs, right? They look good on you. You feel good in them and they fit. (laughs) And that's kind of what we're talking about with the container. If your container is too tight, if it's too small, if it's too rigid, it's not going to fit and it's going to rip. And then you're going to not get anything done because things are just going to, your expression is just going to kind of spew out in an unorganized way. And there's times when you need tight jeans here and there, right? There's times when you need some really, really tight jeans. There's times you need some really, really, really baggy jeans. But typically, on the day-to-day, we're going to meet in the middle of something that fits just right. I'm all about Echo jeans. A little cold, just right. <laughs> I used to wear Echo jeans back in middle school. I also owned a do-rag at one point. So, oh, I remember you told me about that. Do-rag Neil. Do-rag Neil. <laughs> now it's bearded, bearded uh, Neil Claus. <laughs> <laughs> Very different now. All right, guys. Well, we love you. That is all we got today. And again, if you have any questions, if you have anything you're wondering, if it's not even a question yet, you're just kind of thinking about trying to figure out, or if you want to just drop us some love, open the show notes, click that link, let us know what's going on. And we love you.